Hey icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. Welcome to today's podcast, my friends. I have a new friend, someone who is in a mastermind with me. I am so excited to interview her today and share her with you because not only am I going to learn through this conversation, but I know you are too. And this is Dr. Melissa Henault. And let me tell you, she sounds as fancy as she is. She is a corporate dropout. I love that. Now a LinkedIn expert and also a six-figure income earner in network marketing. So she has her hands in a a lot of different experiences. Also a mama of three. So a mom with multiple kids. And before we got on, I think you said they were eight, six, and two. So you're in the heavy moments of parenting. Where to find her? Definitely friends go over to LinkedIn. She is the expert. Okay. Dr. Melissa Henault. And you can also find her on her website at livethefreelife.co. So those are the places you're going to go seek her out right now while we're talking and just start engaging and learning because I am like really thrilled to learn about LinkedIn, which feels like a foreign territory for me and probably shouldn't. So I'm excited. Welcome to the podcast, Melissa. Thank you. Yes, I am excited for sure. And I'm so excited just in this partnership and collaboration and getting to know you and your community. I actually listened to your first podcast the other day just to get kind of an introduction to to you and your background. So I'm excited. Thanks. Thanks for being here. So I love allowing people in. I think when we know someone's story, we feel so heart connected to someone and really get to also learn from setbacks and comebacks because we've all had them. And I think sometimes we view people like yourself on LinkedIn who is now an expert and, you know, someone like myself who has no experience think, oh, I could never do what she does, but we don't see the journey that got you to the place you are today. So I'd love to hear about how you got into corporate and you dropped out. So maybe just walk me back as farthest back as you can go and take me through the story of who you are. I was a busy, busy mom, corporate professional, have my doctorate. And I was one of those like go-getters who climbed the corporate ladder at rapid pace and had really kind of lost myself and my identity to like the titles, the achievements, you know, whether it was the title in my career or just even going through college and upwards. And that really gets back into the little girl, right? Of the achieving and having that achieving title and a pleaser, right? I just had blinders on. My number one priority was how fast can I run? How successful can I be? I want to be 100% independent and, you know, build an empire, whatever that is. Like that was just my mentality. And that kind of comes from childhood growing up of like seeing a mother struggle and juggling three jobs and living right at the poverty level. I mean, I could, you know, we could sing, we could have a real sob story about that. But at the end of the day, It actually made me the driven human being that I am. And I've told my mom, like, I am forever grateful for the struggles you went through because I would not be the person I am today um, had I not gone through that and seen it myself, right? So just to give you like the background behind the background. Right, (laughs) right, yeah. um, So yeah, so I climbed the ranks in corporate America, climbed to the top of Mount Everest with two little kids in diapers and looked around. Um, my colleagues were like twice my age, if that gives you any perspective at how quickly I ran. And I kind of looked around and was like, I've climbed the wrong like mountain. Um, here I am at the top and I'm not happy. I'm exhausted. I never see my children. I've got this big bank account, but someone else is raising my kids. 
And it wasn't until those early 30s that my priorities completely changed. My perspective on what I valued completely changed. Through my like mid-30s was a huge identity like shift. I'll say just a couple of years ago, I invested in a life coach that really helped along the way. So I highly recommend any you know coaches that help you with that mindset. So I um, was in the midst of burnout. Like many, I actually ended up resorting to some products, oddly enough, that really helped me with my burnout. I won't get into the details of the nutrition and whatnot, but it's our, our, the network marketing company I ultimately ran with, coincidentally. Had no intentions of building a business at all. I have a doctorate and a master's in clinical research. I got this big job and my girlfriends introduced me to these products and I had no interest in the business, but the products totally lit me up. And by word of mouth, even though it wasn't on purpose, I started growing a business because I was passionate about what it had done for me. I was passionate about the impact it could make on the other busy moms around me. And um, so the story goes, I uh, am an accidental entrepreneur and ultimately (laughs) leaned in and realized, hey, this really could be a vehicle that could set me free. Here I've been managing a team that's geo-dispersed across the country. I covered half the country at the time as a corporate professional, was never home, and I was managing teams geographically across the country anyway. Why not lean into this network marketing thing and see if I can't build something on the side? Well, it quickly eclipsed my corporate career salary while I was working full-time with the little kids in diapers. And it's funny, I was actually making six figures in my network marketing company and still working my corporate job. And uh, I remember my husband and I were like, something's got to get like, let's make a decision and go with it. And so I was ready to be a lifestyle entrepreneur. I was ready to do things on my own time. And I thought, if this is what I can do juggling all of this, what could I do if I fired my boss and came home and reset my priorities with my family and built that empire I set out to build more than a decade ago, right? And truly be my own CEO instead of reporting to someone else. So that's where it really started and where it's evolved and where it brings us to today. And you and I being on the line and me being a LinkedIn guru, it actually comes from being and kind of that coach that actually helped me with that mind shift a couple years ago of like going from corporate dropout, like being a corporate professional, like taking that mask off and redefining myself, redefining who I am, what I stand for. And in those moments, I also recognized that the way I'd been building my business wasn't serving me anymore. That you know, for me personally, given my background, the majority of my professional network was actually on LinkedIn. And everything I'd ever been trained in network marketing was through Instagram and Facebook. A lot of people within our organization and a lot of companies build through, you know, massive recruitment for business and product on Instagram and Facebook. Right. The premise is that Facebook and Instagram, it's a flooded, flooded market where you have to really work hard to significantly make yourself unique. And we'll talk about that on the back and just some pearls of wisdom around LinkedIn. But for me, ultimately, I decided, you know what, for 365 days, I'm going to abort ship with these two social media platforms. And I am going to talk business. I'm going to lead business to business exclusively. And that's my that's my background. People I know are in pharmaceutical sales. They're, they're pharmacists, they're doctors, they're attorneys. And I'm totally missing this massive market who's not on these other platforms. Typically, some of them are, but much more active on this other business business platform. And I'm going to posture and position myself as a business owner and that I'm offering up an asset to partner with people. Hey, hey, yeah, just, just one second. I just need your attention. Yeah, you, I'm talking to you because I need your ears perked up a little bit. Okay. 
So here we are. Two years ago, I am a very successful businesswoman and I am living the dream life according to what society tells us. I'm traveling, I have financial freedom, I have time freedom, all the freedoms that people are seeking, I'm truly living and immersed myself in. However, I couldn't hush the whisper that turned into a loud voice telling me that I was created for more. And I lived in this lie that in order to do more, I had to choose. And here's the beautiful, real truth. You don't have to choose. And that's why I designed this beautiful program, VIP Icons, because my whole mission is to show successful entrepreneurs that you can add spokes to the wheel without hurting one or the other. And as a matter of fact, the more spokes you add that are complementary and make that wheel whole, the more whole you will be. So if you are who I was two years ago, where you're having these tugs and sort of intuition for more, but you're not sure how to do that, come out on the skinny branch with me. Allow me to help you, guide you, give you that accountability, the community, the experts, all the resources you need to build this incredible personal brand that will leave a legacy for a lifetime. Go check it out. It's www.jenspiegel.com. And I know I got to spell that last name. It's funky. So it's Jen with one N, S Z or Z P I G I E L. So jenspiegel.com, click on VIP icons and apply. I am very particular about who can join this group. I only have a few spots left and it is for a full year with me. So we have to be in alignment with each other. Apply. Let's have a conversation and see if this is a good fit for you. I personally would be shocked if this wouldn't fit every single need, desire, and sort of question and answer that you have. I'll see you over there. So I took a hard right and leaned into the LinkedIn business model. And I spent thousands on training personally, you know, learning, taking notes, applying a lot of what I'd learned in social selling, applied a lot of what I'd learned in attraction marketing on the other platforms, but brought it to LinkedIn, polished it up, made it super professional and created attraction marketing to find business partners on this platform. And my business exploded. And not only did it explode, but it got me into this like groove and happy place where I'm in constant valuable conversations with dozens of people a day who are super open who are looking for an opportunity, especially right now. And we'll talk about that in a bit. But all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm in this space that's not crowded. I'm in this platform where when I approach people, they're on that platform because they're looking for an opportunity. So the conversation is very open and direct and can snowball very quickly into a huge win on your team and a business partner because it's the right platform. But anyway, so that kind of brought me to where I am today. Now I'm a LinkedIn coach. You know, I've got boot camps where people can come in as a group and learn. Um, I do um, one-on-one private coaching for people who really want their accounts like up to speed super quickly. My network marketing company, I'm coaching all of them on what I'm doing and it's duplicating so beautifully. Um, so we're up like, gosh, like 30 or 40% um, week over week over the past couple of months, just with especially wow. what's going on right now. So, wow. so I'm, like, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I still forever am grateful for my network marketing company and will always, you know, but I'm also enjoying that that residual income has allowed me the opportunity to explore um, coaching at minimal to low risk because I've got that 
that revenue stream from my network marketing company, you know, to yeah. pay the bills. That makes yeah, sense. I hear you on that one. I hear you. And it's just such a beautiful compliment to the industry of network marketing when you can get to a space where you have grown all these skill sets and you have worked with people, but you've also grown this residual income that allows you to really chase new things for yourself. It's why a lot of us start. And then as we grow these businesses, it ends up becoming that, you know, you can live your dream life. And it's true to, you know, when you get to that level, you can really expand and dig in and see what else am I capable of? So I share that completely with you. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I love, love, love that you were like, I'm not going to do what everybody else does. And you took that hard right because it's kind of my personality. I don't like doing what everybody else does. And as a matter of fact, I think that's for a lot of people where they're stagnant and still because they're trying to be like somebody else and do it the way that person does it. I think that's what holds people back often. Was that scary for you? Did you have people around you go, oh my gosh, Melissa, no, that's not how we do things? Yeah. Major growing pains. Major. I'm like some of my upline in, in my network marketing company, we we text back and forth now and talk about just the gratitude of the evolution of all of it. But absolutely. So when I first went, you know, hard right to LinkedIn and started really leading with the business, many of the leaders in my direct upline, I love them. God love them, but they have a way that they've done things. And it's been exclusively through product online, through Facebook and Instagram, and they coach their entire team that way. That was not how I was getting traction and major recruitments for business. I'm a businesswoman and I really love talking about the business model and building out an asset and a legacy for life. And so I felt myself pulling in a different direction when I retired from corporate America, even though I had built out my business the way they taught me. I felt this huge pull to go do it a different way. And it's kind of like being that fledgling that's barely got their feathers, you know, and going to like jump out of the nest. And there was definite growing pains where we didn't really understand each other. And they were kind of asking me to just coach my team separately because they didn't want their team confused. Because in network marketing, duplication is really important, right? That it's simple and very easy. And if you've got leaders going in different directions, it can confuse the heck out of people. And I honor and respect that. So it was that moment where I kind of had to take my ball and and go home and like build my own, build everything from scratch again, like a a 2.0, like a a whole new, really a whole new community, right? That had a certain level of allegiance to the folks who'd come before me. Um, What I can tell you, it was definitely tough for a good year. That's when I had hired that coach actually, who really helped me with mindset Um, here's the funny thing where it comes full circle, those direct uplines of mine, um, we've been back and forth through text messages the past couple days, they're seeing the explosion in my organization and have been asking for all of the coaching and the resources. And they're seeing everything that's coming through their, what we call back office is my team. I'm so grateful that I didn't abort ship for fear of judgment, right? Of like, or failure, right? But I think that taking that first leap and leaving your corporate job takes massive faith and massive confidence. Yes. That first major leap that you make creates more confidence to be willing to take another jump, breathe through fear and see what happens. And that's why I told my coach, I said, I'm giving it 365 days. If there's one thing I know from my corporate days is when you make major change and how you're onboarding training, just general direction, you have to give it time for the ship to turn, for it to duplicate and to see it actually propagate in your business. And so now, oh my gosh, we've got rank advancements right and left all over the place. The business is, the team is just exploding. And 
I'm just really grateful that I did find some support to encourage me along. It's, I had to pay for it, right? I had to pay for that coach yeah. that was removed from the scenario that helped believe in me to move it forward. It's like when you start anything new, you know, those of us, those li- listening in who aren't a part of network marketing, it's all so similar, you know, entrepreneurship, but that first step for you to leave corporate, I'm sure gave you the guts to count on yourself again to make this move, right? That's right. Whether it's network marketing or going into a business of your own, you're going to have people. And I'd love to actually talk about this if you're open. Like if you had people in your personal life or your your circle who were like, Melissa, you're quitting this huge corporate career you did so much for to do what? Did you have a lot of that? Yes. And it happens all the time. And remind me also, even of today, I get judgment and starting new businesses, right? If you know, I go back to leaving my corporate job, for sure. That's why I really told your listeners on day one, like, even though I was making a six figure income with my network marketing company, the only thing that was holding me to that job was ego. And it took that coach that I hired to be like, look, you've created this business to live a life out the way you want. But right now you're actually killing yourself by juggling them both. What if, and I'm forever grateful for her. She's like, what if you go first, you lead with confidence about this industry, you take what you're doing on LinkedIn and you make a stand for it. And you go first to give the rest of your professional network the freedom to take a look. And I think that that's why it's such a blue ocean over there, because I think a lot of network marketers who have a professional background are terrified to play over there for fear of perception. But what I've learned through my LinkedIn training, now that I'm um, bringing in people from all different network marketing companies, is I've got attorneys, I've got physicians, I've got chiropractors in my LinkedIn training who are professionals, who are also side hustling, the more they own it on LinkedIn, that this is a legitimate asset, no matter what your business model is, what your company is, the more of us that are in there business to business leading with confidence and not permission, the more people are actually going to take you seriously and lean in and want to learn what you're a part of, right? It took me reading that book by Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek. I will never forget. There's this one section in the book where he talks about this attorney who was making tons of money, but was absolutely miserable. And it was like he was speaking directly to me. He said, are you going to live like a cow, miserable, standing in the rain for the next 40 years just to appease the judgment of the people around you? Or are you willing to do a 180 and completely change your trajectory? Because for me, more than just the career title was the doctorate too. When I was contemplating it, I hadn't even finished paying off the degree I was trying to abort. So I think there's a lot of ego attached to that. I've spent 10 years telling everybody, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm only 30 something. Like, what's everybody going to think of me if I say, you know, I know I just spent $200,000 on this. And I know I said I was going to do this, even my husband, you know, I'm like, but I don't really want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but it's like bold and delicious and perfect. Because I just think like, if we gave ourselves permission to just pivot and change and move and flow with the way life takes us, because who knows, we just never know. But you set out on this path and you honored the path. I mean, you did it. You told me you worked super hard. You got yourself to the top. You were young compared to your peers. I mean, you had that success. So let's just celebrate that. Like that's incredible. And then led you to this next phase. But I want to talk about something that you brought up. I want to dig into it a little bit more because I'm so curious about it. When 
I was really in my network marketing business and changing as well, I had so much resistance. It led me into this conversation with myself about duplication. You brought that up. And I think sometimes we need to challenge the way things have been done. Maybe in the past, before we had social media and all the different ways of reaching people the way we do now, that system of duplication was so relevant. Now I feel like it hurts somebody in that industry more than it does serve somebody. I think our job in leadership in this industry is to offer tools, resources, training, and leadership, but allowing someone to find the right fit for them where they're passionate and confident and ready to run. And I love this LinkedIn idea because there are so many professionals who are just like you, who've had this success and to transition into something else, the ego just, you know, it gets in the way, the what will people think completely paralyzes them. I imagine like how many more people the industry would reach if we just allowed the freedom and flexibility to have different ways of approaching the business. What are your thoughts? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well said. And I think that that's why I'm having so much fun over there. And I think that that's why my boot camp has gone viral amongst professionals because I don't mean this in a demeaning way at all. So don't hear me the wrong way because I think being a stay-at-home mom is the hardest job on the planet. I can't be one. I have someone who helps me at home, right? But I have found that your corporate, your professionals, nine times out of 10, they're spending more time on LinkedIn than they are on Instagram and Facebook. The data indicates that based off, and this is like the research I've done, the uptick in use is on a computer during work hours. That's where they're active in professional development, right? So if you are a professional who's been recruited into a network marketing company and it's feeling funny to you or weird to be coached to post a certain way on Instagram or Facebook, to be marketing to a certain demographic that's not really yours, mm-hmm. like question it and think about pivoting and doing something different. Because that's ultimately what happened for me was that the people I connected with, the story I had to tell about being a burnt out corporate professional needed to be told on that platform where my people are, right? So knowing your market and knowing your avatar, knowing who you're trying to talk to, and then knowing where they hang out is huge, right? So um, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that that, again, kind of goes back to that book, The Blue Ocean, And I think that that's why folks who have some level of a professional background, whether you're a nurse, whether, I mean, we could go through the list of different professional backgrounds that the key is when you're in there leading with the business opportunity and owning it, but also seeing in your background that you're a credentialed professional from whatever background. If you own that with confidence, you're creating massive curiosity for all these professionals who are on their computers working right now and they're not scrolling Instagram, but they're scrolling LinkedIn. Who are the people in LinkedIn? What are the professionals? I want people to resonate and go, oh, that's me. Or, oh, I've always wanted to expand and have more nurses, for example, within my organization or, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, maybe as your ideal client. So who's there? Who's hanging out on LinkedIn? Yeah. So great question. What I can do is kind of present to you the differences between the platforms and they'll kind of help you understand why LinkedIn is such a fun place to play. So when you look hands down, like the biggest rebuttal I get is that there's way more people on Instagram and there's way more people on Facebook. Agreed. Agreed. But just because the masses are there doesn't mean they're the right masses. Right. So when you look at the numbers, when you look at the data and it changes, you know, month to month, but in general, On Instagram and Facebook, you have a wide variation of age all the way down to three or four years old. Like there's like, you think about like Ryan for Ryan Toys Review, right? Like I'm sure he has an Instagram page. (laughs) And then you go all the way up to like my grandmother, right? So that's a massive demographic that 
if I'm going to be going, connecting and trying to grow a business and look for business partners, I'm not looking for a 12 year old and I'm not necessarily looking for an 85 or 90 year old. Right. And so the average age on those platforms is about 21. Okay. On LinkedIn, the average age is 35. When you look at the range, it's much tighter, right? You don't have teenagers on LinkedIn. So you've got that, right? And then what you have is you have the mindset too, okay? So I want you to think about when you're on Instagram or you're on Facebook, what is your mindset when you're in that platform? If you're a social seller and you're listening to this, take yourself out of your social selling seat and think about the prospect, right? Like what are they in there for? They're not really in there to be sold. I would say on Facebook, they're there to connect with their family and to be humored, right? To be amused because they're kind of brain dead in the evening watching Netflix or whatever, but they're not in there to network and grow a business for the most part. That's not what they're in there looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Instagram. Although I'll say that a lot of sales happen in Instagram. So if you're pushing a lot of product, you can, their sales can be made on Instagram. Influencers are there hands down, but I want you to think about the mindset of someone who's on the LinkedIn platform actively. There's 40 million Americans right now without a job. It is the first time in my five years in my network marketing company, I literally cannot keep up with the messages that are coming through my inbox. It used to be wow. nobody used LinkedIn on the weekends. Nobody. I would send a, a list of messages on Friday and I would get crickets all weekend. And then on Mondays, I'd start getting ding, ding, ding. Right now, All weekend long, my messenger thread for LinkedIn is blowing up. Here's why. 40 million people don't have jobs right now. So maybe they had a ridiculously lucrative uh, real estate gig. Maybe they are, maybe they were ridiculously successful as a financial advisor or a chiropractor whose practice has been shut down. We've been bringing in nurse practitioners like crazy because they've been furloughed and they're looking for ways to build a secondary income stream. Six to eight months ago, three months ago, Maybe they weren't thinking about that, but what do you do? What do you think about when you think about LinkedIn? What the typical person, why would you go to LinkedIn? You know, I don't even know if I know the full answer to that because I've just, I'm so unfamiliar. So to me, my, my first reaction right here with you is I bet you a lot of people wouldn't even know the answer to that question. Why, okay. why would we, you know, and, and, and we're afraid of something new. So that resistance right. is there. Right. I would imagine for LinkedIn, if I were in a profession, it would be to network with other professions. There's probably a level of recruitment going on between yeah. companies. Um, but other than that, I feel very, like it's very unknown territory to me. Right. Okay. So fair answer, fair answer. So let me enlighten you on a couple of things. So about 10 years ago, um, and some of your listeners will relate to this. LinkedIn was the place to go to post your resume and find a job. Like you think about a decade ago, that is where you went. Even today, it's a massive highway or networking, massive networking. You want to be networked with as many people in the industry that you're looking for a career, a job, The more networked you are, given the opportunity or the need, you can connect with someone. Hey, I'm interviewing for a job with this company. I see that we're connected. I've had people reach out and just want to chat with me for a couple minutes to learn about the culture or the company, that type of thing. It is a networking platform. Gary V says it best. Gary V talks about it being the Facebook of 10 years ago. And we'll talk about that in a minute, just as, and remind me if I forget to talk about the algorithms and how fun it is on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, a decade ago, people went there just to look for jobs. Now people go there to connect in almost in preparation 
for having a large network in case something were to happen. I mean, how many of us from corporate America have been through reorganizations, restructures, and you know, you're scrambling because you're not sure if you're going to have a job. And so you're constantly connecting and kind of massaging those relationships um, so that the, you have opportunities ahead of you. The other thing I want you to think about is the average income on Instagram and Facebook is about $23,000 a year. The average income on LinkedIn is over $100,000 a year. So if you're listening to this and you're a high-end coach, like Kayla and I've talked about our business coach, I'm like, girlfriend, you got to go play over there. <laughs> You've got to market your service because you've got purchasing power over there. Not only do you have purchasing power, you have massive motive. So these people are used to making a lot of money. If the rug's being ripped out from under them, they're motivated to make a large income quickly. Clearly, they've been showing up in life. It's going to be your job to create the no like, and trust and have that proposition that you're the, the solution. And that's a lot of what my bootcamp goes through. But at the end of the day, on LinkedIn, you have the mindset, you have the purchasing power. For me, and my avatar is someone who's lived a little bit in life. Like I'm looking for a business builder who knows what it's like in the nine to five and doesn't want it. Right. And I, and I'm, I, and that's just me getting really tight on my avatar. You know, I haven't had a lot of success recruiting 20 year olds because they still think, you know, that they can be and do everything, which is amazing. Right. Like (laughs) my avatar happens to be someone who's burnt out and like, done with what they're doing, but has a whole lot left in them, but wants to be creative, has grit, has been showing up, but they're just done with showing up and they want to show up for themselves. So those are some of the differences between LinkedIn and Facebook, the difference in algorithms. And I'll give you guys a great example. Think about Facebook 10 years ago, Jen, when you made a post, I mean, 10 years ago, pretty much everyone in your network saw it, right? Right. Right. And that's how a lot of network marketers really built massive businesses 10 years ago, right? Was through this pure process of putting things out and people like and comment. And then everybody who liked and commented could see who liked and commented. Commented, yeah. And it created massive publicity. Now we have such complicated algorithms in a quote unquote red ocean. When you go back to that book, the blue ocean versus the red ocean, that it becomes major, major competition to really get your views up, right? For people within your network to even see what you put out, okay? On LinkedIn, the algorithms aren't nearly as complicated. They aren't nearly as messy. When someone makes a post and it's liked by someone with a large network, it's immediately broadcasted to that large network. So here's my example. Just yesterday, I congratulated someone on my team, a pharmacist on my team for rank advancing to the second leadership title in our company. And a senior vice president from my previous corporate life liked it yesterday at about eight o'clock in the morning. Okay. There's 2,500 views in the last 24 hours on just that post. And hands down, it's because I had someone influential who has a massive network. When he liked it, those 15,000 people in his network, a majority of them are fearful for their careers and jobs right now, are on LinkedIn taking a look and they see this SVP supporting the rank advancement of a pharmacist in network marketing. He actually happens to be a pharmacist as well. He hired me in my corporate job 10 years whoa, ago. Oh, whoa. Okay. This is good. So hopefully this makes your head spin a little yeah, bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, how many people out there right now? I mean, I'm sitting here, you can see me nodding my head going, yes, yes, yes. Because it is always this feeling of creating amazing content and crossing your fingers and toes that it catches because the algorithms change as fast. I can't keep up. I'm just gonna be honest. Like I have a hard time. It's just impossible. And so I just think of myself who's just really hungry and seeking to put out content that speaks to people and helps them inspire to be better and become more. If you could put something like that out there in LinkedIn, have one person just like it. They didn't even share it. And 2,500 eyeballs, sets of eyeballs come and look at that. Wow. Like what could we possibly do? So tell me, okay, so that happens. Now walk me through the process. Like, so somebody, you know, you get this traction on a post on LinkedIn. What's the next step? Do you reach out to people? Is there that kind of openness to relationship building there? Yeah. Great question. And I actually go through all this coaching. My bootcamp, I actually have scripts. I have scribes that people are able to download and like literally copy and paste like, cause that duplicates so nicely. I'll tell you one of my favorite things I'm coaching my team right now on and even the boot campers. First and foremost, let me just take a step back and because you bring up a really good point. Coming from Instagram and Facebook, we're used to doing the dance, right? We're so gun shy of going directly to the opportunity if I'm talking about network marketing that we want to like create this banter back and forth before jumping into the business opportunity. Now that's not to say that on LinkedIn, you don't want to create some relationships. You certainly do. But I want you to take your Facebook and Instagram hat off. And remember that on those platforms, people are being want to be entertained, right? They want to connect. They don't want to be sold. Now I want you to put your LinkedIn hat on. And remember, people on that platform are looking to network. They're looking for opportunities. They're looking for a career. They're looking for development professionally, right? So if I make a post in there about someone rank advancing in my business and I get, I think I have 45, 50 likes on it right now, 25 views, 25,000, 2,500 views. Now what you'll find on LinkedIn is there's a ton of creepers who don't like because they are fearful. They're watching, but they're fearful of the perception of supporting something like that. Right? Right. Right. Um, But when you get the like and you get the comment, it is a okay to go directly to that person. You just made a post about business on a business platform. So I coach my team, go look at their profile. Think about what is their asset to this potential business that you're a part of. Follow up with them, thank them for their support, recognize their professional background, maybe some similarities that you have. And right now it's perfect timing to just ask people curious, how are things going in your career in light of the current COVID situation? It is a golden question. that people then respond to. And when they respond, then that's the time. It's totally kosher to say, hey, I don't know if it's for you, but I know I'm taking matters into my own hands and I'm building out an asset alongside my day job and curious if it's something you'd be interested in taking a look at, given that you have XYZ based off of their profile. They say yes or they say no. I'm telling you right now, about 85% of people are saying, sure, I'll take a look. What you got? Beautiful. Can you put that into words for someone who's in coaching? So let's say, for example, you know, we put something out there, like, let's just say we put a post out there, we get some likes, can a coach go forward and be like, Hey, I noticed you're in corporate. How's that going for you during 
COVID, like during this season, is there any, are you looking for online opportunities? Same thing I would imagine, right? Same thing. You're, you're just sifting for what's their current environment like as a coach. And this is something I was telling Kayla the other day, you know, people are open to flexing their entrepreneurial spirit more than ever. And so people have a lot of downtime at home right now, which is why I'm getting so many messages on the weekends and at odd hours on LinkedIn. People have the time. And what people are doing right now is they're thinking, what could I do from home? What can I do to build a business and not go back to work? My husband leads a team locally here in a small business of about 250 employees. And they're all furloughed right now or not furloughed, but working from home. Their leadership team is coming up with a contingency plan of a percentage of people not coming back. Good people not coming back because they've enjoyed the sweet life of being home and they figured out how to do something different. You know, even my cousin who's a financial advisor is learning how to, he's like day trading right now at home because he has the time. So my point to you is from a coach perspective, who's looking to coach people on that idea, that thing or career pivot, you know, like one of my teammates in my network marketing company is also a career pivot coach, right? And she's business is on fire for her right now. So you absolutely can use the same dialogue just to get the ball rolling. I'm really liking the idea too, of just getting to the point, like having that kind of network on LinkedIn where there's not so much fluff. It's like, Hey, I've got this to offer. No, thanks. Okay. And right. you're right. Cause there is a little bit of dancing and what I witness on Instagram, which I'd love to know if this is happening on LinkedIn is things really poorly done. It's happening to me right now. I know somebody's in network marketing and they're trying to woo me. <laughs> and so the questions they're asking me, I know they're not genuine. I know she's just waiting for the moment to ask me to take a look at her company. Right, right, right. And I know that that's the norm. And so if that's the norm, lots of people are feeling the way I'm feeling in this current moment. So is that in LinkedIn? Are you finding people are doing sales poorly? Is that the culture there? Or is it really just hammer out the question, see if there's a need and move on? Yeah, I think it's much more direct. I think that there's not a lot of network marketers. We go back to you asking me about pushback and resistance when I first started this. It's funny because when I first veered off, I got kind of some questions of what I was doing. But then when my business really started to take off, my upline was like, shh, let's not tell anybody. Let's, let's keep this to ourselves because we don't want the rest of the world to inundate the platform, right? We don't want everything that's happening over on Instagram and Facebook to start happening over on LinkedIn. I even got it. I'm not going to say any names, but I even get it in my boot camps now. Like I'll have people come in and they're like, maybe, maybe this should be your last camp and maybe we should all just run with this. And maybe <laughs> is anybody else about this because it's so good. People yeah. are scared. I'm just of the abundant mindset. And, and this is what I always say on day one of my LinkedIn bootcamp is that there are like a couple billion people on the planet. I don't know how many people use LinkedIn right now, but the bottom line is there's a network marketing company and a product and a compensation plan for everyone. And my particular product line and mission may not align to some of the pharmacist or corporate professionals that I'm trying to attract, but they might be super passionate about this other product line and could really get behind that. Maybe they love wine. Maybe they love shampoo. Like my thing is there's way too many people out there to be worried about flooding the market, you know, at least right now. Yeah, I totally agree. I hear it all the time. I work with a lot of coaches or business coaches and such, and they'll say, but there's so many now, like, do I have a fighting chance? Like, but nobody's doing it in your way. Nobody has your tonality. Nobody has your personality and show up and figure out how this is going to work for you and the people seeking you out. Because I really, I don't have a scarcity mindset either. You know, when people are like, don't tell anybody, it's 
it's like that feeling of like scarcity really. And I don't relate to that because I just think there's enough for everybody. I really do. Absolutely. And to your point, like everyone on this planet is a snowflake. We're all so different. You've just got to know that you've, you've got a great, you've got a great um, solution, product, whatnot, but um, what each person is going to align differently based off of their uniqueness as to what's going to attract them to what you have to offer. I love that. I totally agree. So let's just go like to some tactical advice. So let's say for me or the person listening, they're like, I have never done LinkedIn. I don't know the first thing. What would be like the first three things or first three steps to setting yourself up for success in LinkedIn? The first three things would probably be your headline, your about section and beginning to grow your network. I actually don't coach my students to start growing their network until our fourth or fifth week when we're really tight on headlines and the about section so that when you are connecting, the first thing people do is they look at your profile. And so you want to make sure you're best representing yourself. So let's go to the headline for a minute. Just think about the attention span of a potential client or business partner on Instagram or Facebook is the same on LinkedIn. Okay. You've got like three seconds to capture someone's attention. It's not as flooded, but you must be unique. You must be creating curiosity. And what a lot of people don't know about LinkedIn is that your header on LinkedIn actually shows up everywhere that you comment in the feed. Okay. I get into Gary V's post. You get into commenting in some of those segments and you know, they're entrepreneurs that are in there in the chat box. Right. And they see my headline and all of a sudden they're over to my page and they're requesting to connect with me. But it's because first of all, I knew where to go, where those people were hanging out. And then secondly, my headline was attractive enough that it created curiosity and I'm engaging, right? I'm I'm commenting and adding value in the platform. So the number one mistake I see is ego on headlines. People waste space on their headline with author, podcaster, um, you know, oh, I could go on and on. The problem is there's no what's in it for me with that headline. There's no curiosity created there. I tell people it is the most important real estate on that platform that you have. And I've coached clients where they've literally changed the order of their headline and it's totally changed their business and recruitment strategy. For instance, I have a medical science liaison on my team, uh, my network marketing team who had that as the first part of her headline. And towards the end of her headline was something around six-figure side hustle, residual income, something about the income opportunity. The problem is when she's on the platform interacting, you actually didn't see any of the second part of her headline. Uh, All you saw was medical science liaison. Right. And so she was getting all these messages to connect because people wanted to learn about that career. Yes. Right? And she was confused because here she is trying to put content in her feed and recruit for this business but no one saw that she was actually open for business and no one saw her actual value proposition in her headline. She was thinking like the 10 year ago LinkedIn, she was thinking about her page being a resume, like chronologically representing who she is. Mm -hmm. So we flipped the order of her words and now she gets, she, we had a team call last night and she had like seven pharmacists um, on the line who are, have enrolled, who are hundred percent, for the business. Wow. And I asked him yesterday on the call, how did you guys connect with Kristen? They said, we found her profile really intriguing because we saw that she was doing something as a side hustle, but that she, when I went to her profile, she was also a medical science liaison. 
that creates social proofing that she's doing a side hustle, but she's also a professional and that just sucked him right in, you know, to having a conversation with her. Of course. It's that relatable part. Oh, you're a professional. I'm a professional too versus, and again, nothing against stay-at-home moms because I was a stay-at-home mom for years. I loved it being a stay-at-home mom, but that's really hard to relate to because we're like, I, no, we don't have the same lives. So I really hear that. I love that. I love that it's prime real estate and in three seconds we can make an impression. So that's really good advice. Thank you. Yeah. So your headline is your three seconds to attract them to your profile, right? And then once you get them to your profile, what's your value proposition there? And so what I see and I coach clients on all the time is they spend the first paragraph talking about themselves and their journey and their history and you've lost them. They don't know what your value proposition is. So I'm constantly coaching my clients to take your with them, the what's in it for me and drag it up to the very top. You can tell your story, but you want your perspective client or business partner to first know within the first sentence, you want them excited, the emotion of what you have to offer them. Think like a recruiter instead of looking for a job, right? Right. I actually did my homework, Jen. I went and looked at your profile on LinkedIn and- Do I even have one? Come on. I have one? Yeah. Um, and you, you actually, your about section is phenomenal. But again, my only two cents would be you have this powerful statement at the end about what it is you actually do about your personal mission. And I would take your personal mission and make it your first statement. So if I love actually how you articulate who you are and your headline is killer, it would attract anybody because they know exactly what you have to offer. Thank you. But then you tell your story. And I would love to see in the first sentence, what's your value proposition? And then tell your story because I'm going to read more if I know what you have to offer. Right. I love that. Thank you for looking. You have no idea. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get off here. I'm going to figure this out. I love stepping out of the norm. I love fresh new ideas. I love being creative. And I think all of us as human beings, when we're not being creative, that's when we feel stagnant and stuck and foggy. I really do. When we're being creative and trying new things and seeking out new opportunities, that's when our souls are on fire. Yeah. Really? This is amazing. Oh, so amazing. Okay. What I'm taking from you, I just want to recap because I think there's been so much goodness you've given. You've been so generous with the knowledge. I love that you're talking about trying something new and getting out into LinkedIn. I love that you're talking about that there's so many people there. And if one person likes your post, that other eyeballs get to come. Like to me, that just feels like such a great use of time and energy. I love that you're talking about, well, I don't love this actually. It's sad that 40 million Like that just makes my, I I can't even fathom. And so for me, as someone who has a solution, anybody out there listening who has a solution for someone who is desperately trying to pick up the pieces, it's our obligation to serve and our obligation to go out there and offer. And that to me is a calling of humanity. Like I just think that that's our obligation. So let's do that. I love that you talk about the algorithm. I love that you talk about the fact that there's a hundred thousand K average income on LinkedIn versus is 23 over on the other platforms. And not that, again, we keep things from others, but think about who you're trying to attract into your business or what clients you're trying to bring in. And then the headline, the about, and then the networking, but making sure that headline and the about is crisp. And we're talking to the person. I loved how you said that. You're like, think about what they want to see versus you putting your resume out there. Like you're trying to be recruited. You're recruiting. So that was really good. Thank you so much. Did I miss anything? I want to make sure everybody is like getting all the tidbits they can get. Yeah, no, I think you completely nailed it. Yeah, that was a good summary. Oh my gosh, I, I'm I'm excited. I really am. Melissa, like you're onto something. It's a fun place. 
It's yeah. a fun place. It's keeping us very busy right now. I bet it is. I feel like anybody who's in network marketing specifically, because you're definitely, I can feel the passion of that industry tied into LinkedIn. So anybody in network marketing, I have a lot of network marketers who tune into this podcast. You need to go find Dr. Melissa over on LinkedIn and connect right away. Okay. Like that's a call to action. And I really want to challenge those people to lean into something different, to separate themselves, to create that success and really help others create success the way I think everybody wants to in that industry. I also want to talk to the coaches and the entrepreneurs out there who are building businesses and seeking clients. Like to me, it just, it feels like a no brainer to go play over on LinkedIn and, and all these people who would love to be in the entrepreneurial space, but are in corporate and so afraid and don't realize they can make a great income online successfully. And it doesn't take a ton of time, to be honest, if you put the pieces together properly. So true. And I can tell you just from my own personal connections, of course, my kind of niche is corporate and pharmacy, but there's a couple of really heavy hitter, highly influential coaches that have become really, really influential and popular on LinkedIn. They've been really good at marketing their coaching and their success stories. And it's interesting because I'm on their email list now and um, they've done a brilliant job marketing on that platform, just like so many coaches are doing on Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. but they have the absolute lion's share on that platform because no one else is in there. I'm not kidding. Like, you're going to see me there. You're going to see me there. I want to learn from you. I am so grateful that we have connected. I'm so grateful to learn from someone who's an expert and a guru and has heart. I can feel your heart and the fact that you want to serve. So thank you for that so much. And I want to leave you with a question that I ask all my guests and I find it a juicy one. So I'm excited to hear your answer. Okay. And that is how are you going to be iconic today? Oh my gosh. To me, being iconic is going first and being bold and giving people permission. I think that that's how I ended up falling in love with my recruitment strategy on LinkedIn in the first place. Coming out of being successful and being successful in network marketing, but for some reason still feeling shameful about it at first, and then shifting that mindset to no, like this has completely changed my life. And my corporate profession needs to know about this. And I have to own this. I can't worry about the naysayers and the people who are going to poo-poo what I'm doing because for every one of them, there's five lives that I can change. There's a mom right now wondering how she's going to continue doing it. And if I can inspire her on that professional platform and not give two cents about what the naysayers think, then I'm being iconic because I'm going first and giving them permission to recreate themselves. Yes. (laughs) That is, that's goosebump moments right there. I'm just so honored for your presence because the person who is brave to go first paves the way for so many others. And I just want to leave a challenge to anybody listening today. Not only did you learn from Melissa, you're going to go check her out. You're going to keep learning from her about LinkedIn, join her boot camps, go to her website. Let's repeat it again. Livethefreelife.co. Go check it out because you need to learn and absorb this and feel confident in what you're doing, but also her command to all of us to go first and do something different. And I think we could all duplicate that advice. So that was really good. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. 
Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how grateful I am. My heart is here to serve and build a beautiful community. And in that, I do want to mention something that's very important and exciting. I have a new freebie over at the website. Okay, so our website is jenspiegel.com. Shoot over there, pick up your new freebie. It is a 14-day launch strategy. This launch strategy has been used by hundreds of people, and I'll let you know a hundred times over, it has been uber successful because it is very succinct, concrete, and systematic on how to get out your new program, your new podcast. Maybe you're launching a new business. It does not matter what it is. Any launch needs a strategy. And so I am giving this to you for free. Shoot over to the website, download it. I promise you it will make the world of difference in terms of sales, promotion, engagement, excitement over that next launch you have. I'm so excited to gift it to you because I only ever gave this to my VIP clients, but I knew it was just another way I could give back to this beautiful community we're building. So let me know what you think of it. Please, if you feel so inclined, leave a review today, shoot me off a message in the DM, share the podcast. It is the best way to continue building this community of beautiful people. And I just want to wish you a great day. But in fact, icons, why don't we go make it a great day? Mwah.